Hello. Hello. And welcome to another episode of Special Features, the podcast that does something really special, unique, and interesting. It discusses popular culture. My name's Alexi Toliopoulos. The other hello you heard emanated from another voice belonging Mm -hmm. to you, Cameron James. That's correct. I was speaking. And when you said podcast earlier, for a split second, I swear to God, I thought you were going to say Smodcast. Oh, well, Smodcast. Smodcast, that's really interesting because Smodcasts are podcasts, but there's something a little bit different about them. They're hosted by Kevin Smith. Yeah, a little bit of skew from your everyday podcast. We're not talking about Kevin Smith this week, but we will coming up. We've got a Kevin Smith. Yes. We we need to talk about Kevin, and that'll happen (laughs) another day. We need to build up to it. Uh, But today, we have our good friend on the podcast with us. He's a chef. He's an influencer. He's a skinfluencer. (laughs) (laughs) He's a content creator extraordinaire. (laughs) Mitch Orr is here. Hello, Mitch. Hello, boys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me We're again. We're going to talk about the news today, Mitch. The news. Yes, mm-hmm. the news. Uh, not the trues, which was the Russell Brand web series where we discussed <laughs> the true news. Okay. Fake news. God, I missed that guy. <laughs> Not guilty. He did plead not guilty. That's not yeah. the news we're going to discuss. Yeah, well, that's what we're mainly be talking about. No, we, I've been trawling through the news at the moment in the realm mm. of pop culture, and it is that time of year where my favorite thing happens, which is European film festivals have kicked off, which means that the reportings of standing ovations mm. happen. Standing ovations re-enter the news. They re-enter the pop culture sphere once again. And I think it's a fascinating thing that like once once or twice a year, the world becomes obsessed with the standing ovations that happen at film festivals. Can I ask you two a question? Have we ever received a standing ovation? Yeah, have you ever received <laughs> one? Or have you ever been part of a standing ovation? Great question. Uh, does a Mexican wave count? No, because it's not an ovation. It okay. is standing. What if I clap when I'm doing it? Um, I would think you should be thrown out of the stadium, sir. I don't think uh, – yeah, okay. Well, no, no, I don't think so. Okay. I I have definitely been a part of a standing ovation and I think have been part of receiving one as well. Whoa, what but, did you do that received a standing O? Really funny stand-up comedy. Interesting. But it was it was part of a lineup show with a bunch of people in the audience. Was it a after partial COVID. was it a partial sta- standing up? Or was I don't it think everyone stood, but it was Enmore Theatre after mm-hmm. COVID and when we all came back out for the curtain call at the end, a bunch of people stood. So we count that. Yeah. And it was their way of saying Thank you for entertaining us after our time being locked up. Mm-hmm. We yep. appreciate everything you've done. Yeah. You guys are the real heroes. <laughs> I heard it was the first stand-up show that got salutes. <laughs> Is that true? Uh, even the people who were sitting were giving a standing ovation, <laughs> darling. And Mitch, have you ever been part of a standing ovation? Have you ever received I've, one? I've been a part of. I gave uh, Cam a standing ovation after he jacked me off under the table last episode. <laughs> Whoa, you're still standing? Oh, my God. The refractory period on this guy. Daddy is soldier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you've never received. I don't God, think I know. have received. No, I, I'm, it's a different culture in the cooking world. I think belches are more accepted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, clean plates and burps yeah. and farts. Yeah, that's um, when you get really excited. Oh, you like, you walk the room and you go, "Yep, I detect that my meal has been a Because, <laughs> like, obviously, if if I'm doing stand up and the crowd gives a standing O, that's a crazy sign of respect that is so rare but i go wow that feels good do you feel the same way if you walk through the room afterwards and people are licking their plates it's a, i think the big one is if you walk you're looking around the room and people are doing the having a mouthful and going 
giving that little wow. nod yeah, after yeah, that. Yeah. I've that's given a that a yeah. lot in yeah, your that's restaurant. A good <laughs> what yeah, if you see good. a guy on Buckley's pants or something? <laughs> that like would be the ultimate. Yeah, that would be the ultimate. <laughs> and there's a guy he goes to the Christmas dinner back and he's wearing an elastic pants of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> he's changed his pants. He's changed. Like, oh, I would love yeah. to see that. That's the real thing. That's when you know you made it. Yeah, but yeah. I think that what fascinates people, especially like in America or Australia, uh, with these the this kind of culture around standing ovations in film festivals is that the only time I think I've ever experienced standing ovations is like maybe concert, mm. maybe concert. It's usually like we got to get the encore. The surefire yeah. to get the encore, you do the standing ovation. We're going to get the thing they're definitely going to do already. Exactly. They're going we back there to change their sweaty shirt. <laughs> Please, we've got to prove that we want this encore so bad. Let's stand up. And I think plays. Oh, yeah, they do. Plays. They love it in theatre. The, yeah. the last yeah. standing yeah. O I it's really insane. remember was I saw Amadeus with Michael Sheen and that got a standing ovation. That got a standing mm, ovation. Was that on Broadway or? No, it was here in yeah. Sydney. That's at the one Opera of those House. things where we have to do it because He's they've flown that. a star here mm, yeah. to be in it. You know? That's what I felt the vibe you was. Made it it worth their while. Totally. Yeah. And I didn't stand up for ages. I was like, come on, I don't think it's no, worth it. I don't even like him that much. <laughs> I come to that, should it be a different it. story. <laughs> yeah, and I was sitting down for a long time and go, fuck, am I going to be the other guy sitting down? Yeah, you got Okay, I got to get up. Hey, so another thing I always hear this time of year when it's like mm-hmm. European film festival season is the length of the applause. Yes. They're often like, it got a nine-minute ovation. Is, is it only it. European festivals where it's a thing? Yes. At Does it film happen festival? at SIF? No. SFF, MIF, we don't – I reckon I've it's never just Venice and Cannes and, and – Because usually the directors are not – in attendance at the mm. these ones, maybe even like you know like Toronto Film Festival, there's usually directors there, but you never hear about standing ovations happening. Mm. And if they do, I'm sure it will be very brief. Uh, but like at <laughs> like I don't think there's going, they're not yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're not newsworthy standing ovations. <laughs> and uh, but the culture around them there, I think, is because the directors and stars are in attendance. They are mm. in attendance. And often they're like, you know, trotting someone like Harrison Ford out. So like, okay, we've got to clap this iconic star or whatever. Sure. And usually the standing O's only end when the cast and crew Leave. are like, okay, we're walking out. We've had our little ovation. We're walking out. And so I've been looking at all the news articles to tell you the lengths of times that these movies have been getting. Thank you. Uh, so I can give you the hard and fast news of these standing ovations <laughs> out of Venice Film Festival 2023. I'm going to start with the opening night film. So the opening <laughs> night film at Venice Film Festival is a movie called Commandante, which is a World War II movie by a young Italian author, Eduardo De Angelis. And this is a late addition because originally the Luca Guadagnino movie Challengers was meant to do it that had Zendaya and stuff in it. It got pulled because of the strikes and stuff, so they couldn't go in attendance with it. Not because of the strikes, Alexi, because the studios are not paying the actors and writers what they deserve. Thank you. Come on, mate. I would change it to the necessary action. Due to the necessary action, they they were not able to go in attendance. Um, And I actually... uh, 
I'm, I will be committing harakiri after this. <laughs> I did betray. I did betray the union. I did betray uh, the workers, and I, I, I betrayed the proletariat, and I feel really ashamed. You should. And I'm actually really glad I was called out for it. Yeah, you, that kind of behaviour does need to be called yeah. out. So thanks yes. so much. My pleasure. Yes. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> to call out on the on the <laughs> record. Scabs. <laughs> I'm a scab. I'm a scab. <laughs> I use scab language. Uh, but this this one this uh, this did not have much star power behind. This movie for an opening night film. Anyone famous in it, like a Liam Neeson or anyone like that? Um, oh yes, Pierre Francesco Favino. Mm. Uh, never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> never heard of him. I was really waiting for you to yeah. rattle off his own. Yeah. Never heard of him. <laughs> they says that the biggest ovation at this opening night were for the judges of the Venice jury, including Damien Chazelle and Jane Campion. So they got a big applause. I'd be applauding Jane Campion as well. Absolutely. And do you want to guess the length of time this standing ovation got? Was this for the judges? This is for, no, this is the one for the opening night film called <laughs> Commandante. Uh, and I'll tell you this, without Zendaya, Venice opening night movie lands a soft standing ovation. Yeah, is that's, what they it's it. such four, a- Four minutes. Yeah, I'm going to go four as well. It's such a funny- hmm. Time of year when people start going, can you believe they only got a four-minute yeah. ovation? That's pathetic. It's like, well, dude, they got a fucking standing ovation. You might actually think it is pathetic. Uh, 90 seconds. That's still I a that's standing reasonable. ovation. That's all yeah, it should be. That's like, if I got that, I'd be pretty stoked. And I'd also be embarrassed. I'd be like, yeah, sit, but down, that's enough, guys. sit down, yeah. come on. Okay, let's go to the next movie because this will blow it out of the pack. Oh, no. This is Bradley Cooper's maestro. He's Leonard Bernstein. This is double digits for sure. This standing ovation even Mm. had Leonard Bernstein's real-life children in attendance, and they were fucking weeping. So the first one was called A Star Is Born. They should have called this one A Nose Is Worn because (laughs) this guy has a prosthetic on. (laughs) Okay, I'm standing ovation. Standing ovation. Here we go. Thank you, please. You're too kind. How long have you been workshopping that one? Like, just oh, off the dome. And I was He's so excited that it came out so naturally. <laughs> turned red. Cameron turned red. I'm blushing. I'm blushing. Wow. Oh, I'm schwitzing over here. Oh, my God. What are you a Disney Pixar movie? You're turning red. No, guys, don't get up for that one. Don't get up. Don't get up. Don't get up. Okay, so what do you reckon? What's the ballpark? What do you think? Yeah, you I reckon you're definitely double, double digits. digits. I reckon we're looking at 11 minutes. Ooh, uh, I'm going to reverse it. It's seven minutes. Really? Seven minutes. Seven is a bit of nose backlash, I, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, mm. it was right. People were not happy about not the happy. about the prosthetics. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, it's a funny old time for prosthetics because they've literally never been better. They look yeah. amazing. The yeah. work of the artist. It looks like a real nose, yeah. real big one. But yeah, but it's just. It's all in the body angles. Shaming. It's, it's all, all in the happy. angles. I think there was a couple of photos where yeah. What's the American the film critic? I can't remember his name. Roger Ebert. No, he's still alive. Um, Queer writer. John Lovett's no. cartoon. <laughs> the critic? I can't remember his name, but he showed a couple of other images <laughs> mm-hmm. of... Oh, Mark Harris. Mark Harris. Yeah, Mark yes. Harris. Yeah. Um, and it looked perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment that. until I I know it's all mm. about angles. When it, and I've got a big nose, so I get it. I get it. As do I. As do I too. <laughs> <laughs> 
know the what they say sh- about Big Nose? Yeah. The Schnoz Brothers. <laughs> we got the Schnoz Brothers on the podcast. Okay, we're talking about the man of the hour. And when mm. I say man, imagine if I spell it differently. M-A-N-N. Michael oh. Mann, the heat oh, himself. Oh, just a Ferrari. Ferrari, Ferrari yeah, had yeah. its premiere. I'm going, I'm going 12. That yes. looked so sick, that trailer. I was like... Beyond psyched. We're so back, baby. I'm so back, so back. What do you reckon, 12? I reckon 12. Shit, man. That's I'm going to give you a clue. Not a double digit on this one. Wow. Really? Okay. They're really Not soft a double this year. digit. Mm. Of They're what really I've seen so year. far, one movie has crossed the double digit line. Wow. Whoa, controversial. One movie. Oh, uh, nine minutes. Okay, somewhere between six minutes and seven and a half <laughs> minutes is what I'm seeing. <laughs> that's a pretty, that's a whole it's first a wide movies. Margin. Yeah, Standing that's, ovation. that's all of the Bradley Cooper one, plus a little more. Yeah, that's exciting. Look, I'm really pumped for this movie. Mm-hmm. I haven't wait. been, I haven't felt this excited for a movie in a while. Maybe since Nope. Like, yeah, and I was really wow. pumped for Nope. I feel the same way as I do mm. about Ferrari. Seeing Big Adam year. Driver with a little short, little fucking mm-hmm. grey wig on. Speaking in the House of Gucci accent again. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm pumped>. He <laughs> couldn't lose. It's like, i got to do one more. Give me one more <laughs> in Italy. Give me another Italian character. Give me an Italian businessman. i got to do an Italian businessman one more time. Still I can't lose suit. it. Come on. Um, I think uh, another thing that's really exciting about this is like we're starting to see the press around this movie. Uh, Michael Mann has said that he wants... Adam Driver to play the Macaulay, Robert De Niro mm. character in Heat 2. Mm. Still hot. Still sizzling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's talk of Austin Butler, right? As Oh, oh as, as who? As yeah, Al. as no, I think as Vincent. Oh, oh as no, yeah. as Val Kilmer. As Val Val Kilmer. Young Val. Yeah, yeah, Valerie. Whoa, yeah. that's Valerie. good. That's a good yeah, one. Like Almost a one yeah. for one. They got those chubby cheeks. They're very handsome, chubby cheeks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But the Austin Apple Butler's cheese. gonna do the Elvis accent, and oh, <laughs> okay, that's good. Adam Driver's gonna Italian. do the Italian. Yeah. Italiano. <laughs> Who they got as young Al Pacino? I can't remember. I heard something the he other day. He said Timothy Chalamet. Oh, that, that's what Al Pacino said last year. Oh, that's right. No, yeah, no, yeah. no. They should get the guy that did Al Pacino in the offer. He kind of looks like him and sounds like him. Oh wow! <laughs> Just like, hey, what can I you want, do that again? I want to do this. He's got the young Al Pacino voice. <laughs> got, yeah, like yeah, very young Al. I want to chase this guy down. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you a great quote from Adam Driver because they were able to get a SAG allowance. Because uh, he says, why is that smaller distribution companies like Neon and STX International can meet the dream demands of what SAG is asking for in this pre-negotiation, but big company like Netflix and Amazon can't? Every time people from SAG go and support a movie that has agreed to these terms, the interim agreement, it just makes it more obvious that these people are willing to support the people they collaborate with and others are not. Interesting. Yeah. So mm. I think it's really interesting and powerful. And I think that it is at the time where we are like 120 days into the necessary action. I said it. And I said it without pausing for one moment. So yeah. what is true in my heart has been on display this whole time. <laughs> I just fucked up one time. Okay, listeners. <laughs> 
Uh, Everyone go then, easy on him. Guys, go easy on him. <laughs> okay, please. Is going no emails. No, e- right no emails. No emails. Please. No, not my emails. I don't want them. <laughs> and then, uh, the, so I think that's like it's showing a lot, especially now where we're seeing, uh, you know, new tactics or whatever by the AMTP. Uh, I don't even know if that's what their thing is. Whatever. The asshole producers, like studios mm. and stuff. It's like, uh, yeah, it's grim stuff. Grim stuff. Mm. But it is awesome seeing people like Adam Driver using their power to help the people. Sure. Uh, okay, we got a couple more. The, I'm going to give you the big one. The biggest standing ovation that I've been able to find so far is for the new Yorgos Lanthimos movie mm. called Poor Things, Poor Things mm. starring mm. Emma Stone. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's say this about Yorgos. I... Loved his first few movies so much. Mm-hmm. And then I hit a point with the one after The Lobster. What was that one called? Uh, Killing of a Killing. Sacred Deer. I just was like, all right, dude. Fuck, you're too grim. Mm. I can't get on board <laughs> at the moment. It's too sad, too depressing. But seeing the marketing stuff for this new movie and some of the weird fucking effects that they've got on like Willem Dafoe's face yeah. has made me want to watch this movie a lot. I think this one sounds great. And also Ruffalo being kind of like sleazeball. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like sleazeball Ruffalo, like in Collateral style. Yeah. You know? Oh my yeah. God. Collateral. Ooh, slick back hair. Yes. Oh my God. He should have kept that look. Should have kept, kept that look, especially if Hulk looked like that. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> but this is getting monster reviews. People <laughs> saying it's Emma Stone best work mm. and fantastic work as an actress. Sort of a Frankenstein riff, right? Yeah, and it sounds like edgy, like quite sexy and stuff mm. and uh, quite explicit. It sounds very exciting. It's got the longest standing ovation so far. Longest and standing ovation. And you said o- double digits. It's double digits. It's clock double digits. I can't imagine standing for 15 minutes clapping. I reckon mm-hmm. 11 is where I'd start yeah, tapping I was going to say 11 too. Mm. 10 and a half, perfect. Yeah. Pretty oh, much yeah. spot on. Imagine, but spot just on. imagine all It's probably was a guy that kept clapping time. slowly for 30 it's more seconds. It's such a long time. <laughs> it's such a long time. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Way I'd be looking long. at stuff on my phone. Yeah. I'd be standing, yeah. but I'd be yeah. watching like... You're downloading a clapping app at that point. I'd watch an app of like fucking, um, I think you should leave or something. That's about 10 <laughs> and a half minutes. All right, this one, I'm going to say per capita... Mm-hmm. The longest standing ovation. Per capita. Wes Anderson's 40-minute Henry Sugar film, which is an adaptation of a Roald Dahl. It's coming to Netflix later. Mm -hmm. Um, It stars... Who do we have in this movie again? Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm Mm -hmm. not looking at anything, listeners. Benedict Cumberbatch, Richard Ayoade, uh, Ben Kingsley... Um, it's all dudes. Mm-hmm. That's all. Like I can't remember. I don't. Think we got Ray Fiennes Ray and Dev Patel. Dev Patel, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so this That's is a, a short I mean, a movie, forty minutes. Got huge. He's standing making three ovation. of them. Though. So by per capita, you mean per short, minute versus per minute? Right. I'll watch invested into the movie to translate right, it to right, how long right. they're standing at the end. Well, oh, like six minutes. Four minutes standing yeah. ovation for a short film. That's One crazy. minute every per, for every ten minutes. Of exactly. Yeah, that's that's crazy. a good yeah. ratio. That's a really, really good, good ratio. ratio. That's a golden ratio. The golden ratio was achieved. I'm pumped for it. He's making three short, three forty-minute short films or something like that with the same cast playing different characters. Pretty exciting stuff. And that, I've gone off Wes lately, but I'm back on board for this Roald Dahl Wes. Yeah, I'm going to take you to the cancelled corner now. 
of course, the European Film Festival. There's cancelled filmmakers with their mm-hmm. films premiering, mm-hmm. and they are achieving standing ovations. Hang on, what do you mean cancelled? Well, you'll find out as soon as I say the name. You'll know exactly Polanski what I mean. Polanski's back, is he? Polanski's back. Polanski's <laughs> <laughs> back. He's got a movie called The Palace um, that premiered at the Venice Film Festival. And uh, oh, he, what you does. Forget that he's still around, right? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Holy crap. Okay, I'm going to give you what I know about this movie. Okay. And you have to determine what you think he gets for standing O. Because he does get a standing O. He does get it. Uh-huh. He features Mickey Rourke and John Cleese. <laughs> <laughs> what? And Shut it, up. And it's, you know, Cleese returning to familiar territory. The palace unfolds against the backdrop of Switzerland's luxury Gestad Palace Hotel and revolves around the chasm between its ultra-rich right. clients and those <laughs> who serve them in the lead-up to a lavish New Year party on the eve of the year 2000. This is a sequel to Faulty Tower. That's crazy. I think he returns. He returns as Basil Faulty. <laughs> that might be the only way to uncancel Polanski <laughs> or cancel him even further so, yeah. by lining him with Cleese. So, you know, Polanski's He's, he's, I mean, That's most of the world has cancelled him, except for, you know, a couple of European film festivals <laughs> yeah, that time out. Yeah. Well, I mean, he won an Oscar for The Piano, didn't he? Pianists. The Jane pianists. Campion did not win an Oscar for yes. The Piano. But Polanski won, either won the Oscar or mm-hmm. his main star did. He uh, did. Adam Bro- Adrian Brody? I Adam think they're Brody? both. Adam Brody, <laughs> Adam Brody won an Oscar. That's awesome. <laughs> Adam Brody won an Oscar for Shazam too. <laughs> Fury of the Gods. <laughs> Um, man, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what do you reckon? I reckon like uh, I reckon two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. Three minutes. Wow. Three minutes. Are we still in cancelled corner? No, we're out of cancelled okay. corner. Right. Beloved director, not cancelled. Uh, even though he has had some inhumane things in the amount of freaking takes he makes his actors do, mm. David Fincher, and I believe it might be his first standing ovation. Is it because- Max too. Uh, it's manked. It's manked. Manked. <laughs> manked. He's back with the sequel. Getting manky with it. But uh, the report is, what is this? David Fincher puzzled by the standing ovation. I think it's the first one we've ever got one. Is it one. for the killer? It's for the killer with Michael Fassbinder. What's the killer? I haven't even heard about it. I this. think it's an adaptation of a comic book, which is... Uh, they've just started promoting it. Yeah, they've only just started. This is the first screenings of it. It's basically about assassin. Uh-huh. So it's a, it seems like a little bit more fun than the usual fare we've had from Fincher in a while. Mm. Not as fun as Mank, <laughs> but it looks fun. It's insane to me that he chose Mank over another mind hunter. Yeah. <laughs> the insane. clever script and dazzling <laughs> action scenes in Fincher's genre movie will make it a must watch on Netflix, people are saying. Oh, great. Three minutes. Yeah, what, two minutes or something? Five minutes. Mm. Man, that's uh, look good on him. That's a long time to get a clap. It is. It's ridiculous. Mm. Just thinking about how sore my hands would get. We're gonna let's do it now. We'll clap for some minutes. Wrap up the podcast. But yeah, that's what's coming out of uh, Venice at the moment. Pretty exciting. I Crazy. think these are all these movies, apart from the Polanski, I will never watch. Sure, I can't see myself watching that. Yeah, I, I'm, I just want to see Ferrari and now this Fincher Ferrari, movie that I previously killer. had never heard about. Yeah. And I'm getting that hype for that Lanthimos now. I'm getting excited for Lanthimos. Mm. Mm. I need to be in a certain mood to watch his stuff. And when I was younger, I found it easier to get into that mood. Mm-hmm. The, like, de- like, depressed. Yeah. Depressed. <laughs> yeah. Like cynical, nihilistic thing. Yeah. You know, I... I I can get there, but, <laughs> but I need to work up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the end of news. 
Uh, let's talk about what we have watched, though. Things that mm-hmm. we have watched. I, have I would just watched. like to start by saying I have not watched much. I'm uh, in a writing phase at mm-hmm. the moment, writing some new You stand-up. said I cannot let anything in before I let something out. Well, normally I watch stuff compulsively when I'm writing, mm-hmm. like Heaps of comedies, lots of like just yeah. anything. You go, okay, are you writing all the jokes now? <laughs> <laughs> it's one show that we all love the Return of the Bear, yes. season two of Return the Return of the Bear. <laughs> 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 the hit Jeremy Allen White Project The Bear has been back. We've all watched it now. Yeah. Uh, we all loved season one, that's fair loved to say. It. Loved mm-hmm. It. Mm-hmm. Mitch, did you love season two? I loved season two. It was it was incredible. The really special thing about the bear, and you talk to anybody that works in hospitality or restaurants, is no other show or movie food wise gives you the feeling. Hmm of being in a restaurant and working in a restaurant like the bear does. Mm. They don't get everything exactly right and they're not trying to get everything exactly right. They um and are a lot of things Mm. and, you know, you don't see a lot of stuff and they don't explain everything. But the feeling it gives you, the anxiety and the stress Mm. and the heart palpitations that it gives you is what it feels like Mm. to be in a busy restaurant. And especially this season, obviously, opening a restaurant, Mm -hmm. they really, really nail that feeling that's so hard to explain. But if you've watched The Bear, you know the feeling. You've felt that. You've felt it. There's a plot in season two where I don't even know the language, the correct language for it, but they need to get like some guy from the city to approve the gas line. And that wouldn't be in anything else. No. That's the kind of like plot line that if you pitched it to the Bradley Cooper movie, mm. they'd be like, yeah. boring. Yeah. No. Yeah. But it's such a tension builder. It's so it good. adds to everything else yeah. going on. And, and it's so real. It's yeah. just like, yeah, of course, they mm. have to deal with this shit. Like the admin of like a yeah. city, of a council. And, and the budget's blowing budgets. out. The deadline's blowing out. Yeah. But even, you know, that's obviously towards the end of the season, but. The little bits of interplay through that, like Alexi, we talked about Ayo's character going to her old restaurants that she'd worked Mm. at and reconnecting with people and asking their advice and tasting their food again and being inspired and all that kind of stuff. And then I've forgotten all the characters' names, but the Copenhagen episode. Yeah, yeah. Eben Mosbacharach's episode. Yes. Fucking beautiful. Like, he's fast becoming... What One of my favorite. Dude, he is a star. He is fucking so like, good. He's great in uh, Girls. Like, yeah, loved him yeah. in Girls, but he's seeing great him, in Andor, and he's mm. fucking incredible. Seeing in him in this season, who's he in playing Andor? Jar Jar Binks or something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think as well. Like, I like that moment I talked to you about the Ao Debery, um, where she starts like tasting the food, and you get those little quick flashes, glimpses yeah. of a dish changing in her head as she's yeah. get got them. I think it's actually a really beautiful visualization of the creative process mm. where it's. It's like there's something coming from the ether. What is it? How do mm. I find it? How do I, yeah. you know, it's that idea of like Da Vinci saying that he's just, he sees a big block of mar- marble, literally, mm. and then he just chips ch- ch- away the parts that Until don't exist in his brain. Until he starts being yeah. like, oh, okay, that's what mm. it is. It's a yeah. face or it's a yeah. dick or whatever. It's a guy with a small dick. Again, another one. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you know who I was like blown away by this season, <laughs> apart from uh, Eben, however you say his name, is um, Maddie. the guy who plays Marcus, uh, Lionel Boyce. Golf, mm. 
which drove me yeah, I, the whole future. The whole time I was like, where do I know yeah, him from? Where do I know really him from? Great, and then yeah. I was like, oh shit, he was he's an odd future guy yeah, and he yeah. was in that stupid prank show that yeah. they had on Adult Swim. It's, yeah. it's amazing ago. to see all the things that the odd future guys are now doing. It's crazy. It's fucking really Taco really crazy. is also Dave. doing a great performance in Dave. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's funny that they've both just become kind of serious actors. Yeah, that's really and Tyler's weird. music's gotten better and better. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. I really will give a couple of shout-outs to the other episodes that, you know, the Forks episode with uh, Evan, yeah. it's amazing. That's the best episode of the season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love the Copenhagen episode as well. I love the kind of, like, yeah. different style that it touches on. And both use guest stars really well, both mm -hmm. those episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really. Olivia Coleman and Will Poulter, yeah. both beautiful, so great. Beautiful use of them. And then, of course, another big episode that people have been talking about is the Night of the Seven oh, Fishes yeah. episode. The family dinner. Uh, yeah. Which is That's wild. low. With guest stars. I couldn't believe I didn't hear any of those castings before. The no, I didn't hear a single out. one. I couldn't yeah. believe it. Every new person that walked in, be like, "What the, the fuck? fuck?" And then yeah. they'd get two lines and they disappear for yeah. twenty minutes and then and come back. back Whoa! Yeah, holy yeah. Shit. and I would say the performance that blew me away in that episode. It's not Jamie Lee Curtis. She's great in it. It's mm. not John Bernthal coming back. He's great in it. It's not freaking... Uh, Bobby O. Bob, Bob Odenkirk. Odenkirk, who I think is fantastic right. in it. Yeah. And I love that he's like a tension builder. I think it's great. We get to see all these family dynamics. Uh, not Sarah Paulson either, but I thought John Mulaney mm. crushed it. So it's, surprising. It blew me away because I think that he really captured something very real, which is like that guy at the table, he doesn't quite fit in doesn't quite know everyone but he has to, he comes every year and it's kind of something that's special to him every year mm. i actually thought it was a magnificent performance mm. and yeah. I, I couldn't believe it like i actually he's a great actor well he's a great performer he's always mm. been a great performer truly great stand-up um i've always liked him as an actor but i've not thought of him much as beyond like a guy oh, that can do something great sketch. Yeah. And I thought he actually captured the reality of that person really, really well. And that's a guy who's pretty funny, but no one else at the table thinks he's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <totally. laughs> he's like just a bit oddball, bit out of step with everyone else. And I was very moved by this, like the, his monologue towards his the speech. episode. thought it was great. I said this to uh, our buddy Mark Humphreys. I was asking if he's watched The Bear, and he was mm -hmm. like, no. And I said, you should watch it because – I feel so lucky to live in a world where Oliver Platt is on a TV show. Love Oliver Platt. And just gets we to didn't pop see up Huff? every couple of episodes. Great, yeah. <laughs> well, didn't watch, I wasn't a Huff guy. He wasn't a Huff but guy? He's, uh, he's just, I think, an incredibly underrated character yeah, actor yeah. and it's always so good and I always so great in this show. Yeah. His little, like, tough love act that he gives yeah. to Oliver. Yeah, 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 I just yeah. love him, yeah. man. Love him. The, the true joy of the show for me, though, is Matty Matheson. Yeah, yes. dude. It's he's exciting. such... A joy, and I'm lucky enough to know Maddie a little bit. Yeah, I've hung out with him before. We have the odd DM chat every mm -hmm. now and then, and that's so cool. But the character is Maddie's Maddie. You know what I yeah. mean? Mm. But the joy and the nervousness and all this stuff that he brings to that character, and that come every time he's on screen, it's I'm just so happy. Like he <laughs> yeah. just brings this feeling of. Even when he's being a fuck up or he's pissing someone off or he's like yelling to mum to fucking, you know, against Eben's character's wishes. <laughs> yeah. It's just so joyful. Mm. And 
he's a big reason the show is so successful too because he's one of the food consultants yeah. that mm. works on everything. And the creator's sister, I can't yeah. remember her name. It's, Coco Stora. Yeah. Courtney Stora. It's yeah. her and Maddie. And without them, the show is nowhere near what it is. Yeah. And I think it's because of them and their experiences and knowing what it feels like and being able to communicate mm. that feeling mm. so it gets put on screen is what makes the show so special. Yeah. Oh, they definitely yeah. legitimize it for sure. There's a few YouTube videos of them talking about uh, the amount of cooking that they did for the show and yeah. stuff like that and just make how many fucking beefs they had to make and yeah. all that yeah. shit. And it's so cool. Yeah. I love Maddie Matheson. Yeah. And I would right. say yeah. everything I said about John Mulaney, I would apply to him as well. Yeah. Like mm. I think he's seeing him evolve as an actor from season one to season two. Yeah. I'm like he'll be playing a guy in just any show yeah. now. He's a character <laughs> actor. Yeah. Yeah. By the end of the end of it when he's suited up and yeah. he's, they're so emotional and yeah. it's fuck, crazy it's so to think. Oh, yeah, he could be fucking in the MCU or something. Yeah. He's being like a funny dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> funny dude. I hope so. You, He's so Eternals great. too. When? Wow, so I hope so. <laughs> you um, know, like, I don't think there's a weak performance in the show. No. It's so strong. No, and then, it, you know, I think all of these guest spots speak to what the first season achieved. Obviously, mm. they got a lot more budget. There's a lot more drone shots and stuff in the second season. Yeah. So obviously it's the, quite nice looking. But, it's a big jump yeah, up. Yeah. But obviously people go, I want to be involved in that project. Mm. Even if I'm coming in for a fucking two-hour shoot, yeah, find something for me, yeah. you know? And, like, that's so rare, mm. for, especially for something that no one had expectations of. Dude. It's and like it's connected it, it so much. in the last few years are just the two things that connected with yeah. every creator, every actor yeah. wanted to be involved. Yeah. And would yeah. be willing to do anything, anything. in it. Yeah. It's a small part. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a really special show. And it's it's really nice to have something... That even though it's not accurate, the, the like mm. giving you that feeling and allowing everyone to experience that adrenaline and that stress and that's what's addictive about the industry. Like that's why you mm. work in a restaurant is yeah. that feeling because that's what's addictive, you know. So for ev for something to come along that lets everyone experience it, and I I put a post up on Instagram after I finished watching it of Eben and Maddie. Yeah. Saying I'd love to be the meat in that sandwich. Yeah. Mm. And I think it's maybe the most response I've ever got to a post. Whoa. <laughs> and not me wanting to be the meat, yeah. but just how much the show connected with everybody. Yeah, yeah. Hospitality or not mm. was like incredible. Oof. Yeah. Well, that's a ringing endorsement. Mm. And I think it's the best show on TV at the moment. I love it. I'm glad we all got to talk about it. Me too. Yeah, me too. Oof. I want to so say much. one thing too, as that yeah. made me feel smart, was when I was trying to pitch it to my brother. Yeah. I was like, you should watch it. It's like Uncut Gems, but in a kitchen. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, oh, okay. And then I read Chris Dora say, yeah, we're big Safdie Brothers fans. We just kind of ripped <laughs> them off. And I was like, yes, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I can Nailed see it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mitch, thank you for hanging out with us on the podcast. Pleasure. Is thank there anything you. you want to push the special creatures towards? Uh, no. Hmm. Uh, no. Nothing much. I'd love to, you know, see you all at the restaurant. Again yes, sometime pop soon. in yeah. kiln. Whenever, if my episode of WTFAQ has yep. not aired yet, yeah, I don't know. Keep when an that's eye on for that. But, but what um, are you doing in it? Can you say cooking? 
Yeah. No way. <laughs> I thought you got him as a rapper. I'm really uh, typecast. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got Mitch to cook for me. I won't spoil it, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know when it'll be. It'll be at some point during the season. So that's on Wednesdays on ABC at 9 p.m. And you have to watch every episode now to find mm-hmm. out what it is. Except for this week's. We know it's not this week's it's episode. It's not this one. Because this is the one that features my dog, Junior. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exciting, exciting. So you want to put people to WTFAQs? Yeah, sure. Wednesdays, 9 p.m. or it's on iView as well. Um, come see me in Brisbane on the 9th and 10th of September with Becky Lucas. And that's all I'd like to say about that. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Mm. Well, all I'd like to say about this is uh, Sydney Underground Film Festival this weekend. Check it out. And at the end of the month, it is the Brisbane Only Repulsive Liquid Film Festival. I'm presenting Body Melt alongside Reanimator. Mm-hmm. I've been talking to Philip Brophy, the director of Body Melt. Uh, it's been really cool. I've not been to Brisbane in freaking ages. I've been dying to do this festival. So I'll see you there the 30th of September. 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 <laughs> September. 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 Wake me up when September ends. <laughs>